We hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk. Well, it's Christmas time, so I need to do something about Christmas in teaching. So I thought, what can I do? Um, Talk about stars and light. And then I thought, hmm, wait a minute. There is something in that. Coming back to the Christmas story, the shepherds saw the light or the glory. The wise men saw a bright star. So let me follow that through. Because truth of the matter is light puts chaos into order. Light is what changes things, brings safety, overcomes darkness. And this is who Jesus is and always has been. Bible talks about him being the light of the world. And we can quickly and easily say that, uh, and it can just sort of run off our tongue, Jesus is the light of the world. But actually, it goes beyond that as well. Jesus said, yeah, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So the following of Jesus, the light of the world, actually results in something. It results in a change. It results in something that can't happen in any other direction. Jesus is spoken of and called, in fact, um, he is, declares, the bright and morning star. Actually, it's interesting because in Second Peter it speaks about the morning star arising in our hearts. So let me follow through on this. He is the light. He draws us into the light and he puts light in us. What is this light? This light is his love and his life. And he puts that in us. Now, I was looking into this and uh, I didn't really know this, but many of you probably know it. But the morning star, which he's called, is a star that arises before dawn, in other words, while it's still dark, and it heralds the coming of morning. It's a light that announces the coming light and the end of darkness. Now let's just translate that for a moment. The light, the morning star, the light that he talks about, is determined to have a profound effect. It dispels darkness. It starts in us and dispels darkness. The darkness of um, not really knowing, not understanding, thinking it's another religion or something that we have to try and do. All of those things which basically represent darkness because they tend to indicate there's something that we can do. No, he comes to us and he draws us to himself. And he places his light in us. A light that is determined in its purpose to bring an end of darkness. Jesus' life on earth was about announcing the coming of the kingdom of God. His resurrection, the overcoming of death and darkness, was the first fruits of what we all experience as his kingdom. 
overtakes the brokenness we currently see around us. Boy, there's plenty of that, isn't there? I mean, even if we just limit it to the things happening in our own nation, government, the world around, there's plenty of darkness. There's a cry for something that takes us on and through, not kind of stop and start and go around in circles. His kingdom comes. And here's the, the amazing thing. Difficult to comprehend. But he's chosen us that have given our lives to him, that have submitted to his rule, to be part of the bringing of this light, the bringing of confronting darkness. Because he's equipped us with the same love with which he loved us. A love that is able to change, to break through. A love that we've just heard Sue talk about somehow wasn't, wasn't even put off by her fluctuating performance, as it were. A love that never left. That's the kind of love, a consistent strength of that. The Bible says, we are children of light. You are the, we are, you are the light of the world. This is Matthew 5. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. How can it be that we're the light of the world? It's because when the light comes to live within us. It's not about trying some things. It's not about trying just to be different. We can't help it. If we live and the light of God is in us, and we're prepared to live under the Lordship of Jesus and to be doing and being what he tells us, then there's something more that comes through us as channels of his light than any effort that we can make. We just become vessels for the master's use, tools in his hand. when the light of the world comes and lives within us. I always like that Psalm uh, 73, where the, the, the psalmist is going about, oh, it's all terrible, it's all bad, I can't understand it. And then he gets down to about verse 17. He says, then I come, then I came into the sanctuary of God. I came into his presence. I came into a, a place of revelation. I came and I saw and experienced something which completely didn't change the external circumstance. It changed how I saw it. I understood a place of understanding. Once I was blind, but now I see the light or joy of salvation. I've told you this before, but many years ago, I was kind of not looking forward to Christmas. I'd had a broken relationship. But during the time, I met with God. Or, actually, it's not really quite the same. I did, but it was because 
He came to me. We don't come to him. Oh yes, we say, we submit, we turn our lives over, but in terms of the miracle of coming into his light, that's a miracle, a supernatural thing that God does in us. And the thing that I was not looking forward to, the thing that I was dreading, became the best that I'd ever known. The transformation of the presence of God and the light of God. Whatever our role, whatever the thing is that we do in our life, we cannot get away from the fact that God has appointed us as those who are bringers of light. The light that reflects his glory. The light that shows what he's like. Bringers of light into situations. Now, that is an exciting thing. To actually see that God has called us as a people by his power to make a difference. Oh, it's great to come and to worship and to be together. But it's not about attending a meeting. This is about living a life. A life filled with his light and with his glory that he gives us the opportunity to share. Let's just think of a couple of things. Um, I don't know how I got... Oh, I think it was Jamie was talking to Anthony and then Jamie was talking to me. And uh, you know Anthony's an ambulance man. So spends half his life lined up in a waiting to have patients seen in A3. So he was there the, the other day and uh, queued up, waiting and waiting. You know that you've seen it in the news, the hours of, of that. And some high up, I don't know what it was, some big wig of the hospital or something came along and was looking at the situation and said, oh, I wonder what we can do about this. This is very difficult. And Anthony said to him, well, look, I've got this patient here. They've hurt their finger. They don't really need triage. They just need to go and have an X-ray. Why couldn't it be that there's an arrangement to take them straight to X-ray? The guy said, do you know what? I think we've never thought about that. It's like a, a blind spot that we've never seen. I'm saying that was bringing light into that situation. What the guy does with it, etc., etc., we don't know. But the opportunity to bring a word of wisdom, light into a situation in the real world, that excites me. The idea of seeing something like that. When Andrew Tissard read that letter that was from a previous student, I believe that he, in his role as lecturer in the university, had brought something more than the subject that he was teaching. He had demonstrated something because he was a carrier of the light of the world within him. I was talking to Mark the other day. Um, Mark was a contact, a friend, that was somewhat on their own. And they used to come around and have a coffee. And he's sitting at Mark's table, and they were having a coffee or something, talking about Christmas. Mark discovered that this friend of his, on his own, would, was saying, yeah, I, I get one of these you know, pre-prepared pre frozen Christmas dinners and I'll be having that. Mark said, no, 
That chair that you're sitting on is where you'll be sitting Christmas Day, around our table. Bringer of light to situations. Just that opportunity, that prompting of the Holy Spirit, that ability to actually bring light into situations. Very ordinary, but very real, connected to this world. My question for us, brothers and sisters, is, Lord, how can I bring light? Lord, is there something you could use me in to show something of your light, something of your life into this world, this situation, whatever it may be? That is the question. We're never going to work this out. We're never going to structure it. We're never going to design it. But God, the Holy Spirit, is prepared to lead us into light, into his purpose, to lead us into being the very thing he's called us to be, light in this world. And that's the question. Lord, how could you use me? Is there something? Is there a thing to say, to, serve, to do, to serve? That's, that's our part. Lord, here am I. It's a challenge. It's a simple thing. But it could disturb our pattern of life. It could disturb what we'd otherwise plan to do. But what a great disturbance to be disturbed in the purpose and fulfilling the purpose of God on this earth. The Bible talks about shining before men. It says, People don't light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand. It gives light to everyone in the house. Matthew 5. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. This is what we're about. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing in our community. We're seeking to show what God is like by our good deeds whether it's in faith action or community resources or community projects or the, the community hub or any of the things that we're doing or things that we're doing in the street or up and down or the individuals, we're looking to show God's light. And sometimes that's by a simple act of kindness, good deeds, reaching out, that they may glorify our Father in heaven putting our light on the lampstand. And that means, on the one hand, we're pretty clear that we turn from sins of commission. You know, we won't do this because we know it's wrong. Our weaker point sometimes is we miss, and we call it sins of omission, the things that God would have us to do that we don't actually get to doing. We don't want to miss that. Therefore, we look for those God opportunities. And, you know, it's sometimes it happens when you're able to manage so much but nothing more. I can't take on another thing. That's a good time to say, but Lord, whatever you want, I'll put anything else aside in favour of what you want me to do. 
Lord, how can I show your love today? It's not a difficult question. It's a question that actually we should all be asking, Lord, how can I show your love? Lord, will you give me some opportunity? Will you use me in your purpose? That that love which you placed in my heart can shine out. What happens when I live in the light? God is glorified. People see our good deeds and God and glorify God. We also have this. We have fellowship with each other. If we walk in the light, I love this scripture, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, what happens? We have fellowship. It's a connection. It's not just a sort of buddy-buddy thing. It's a joining. We have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. The coming of light, the bright and morning star, that light which he brought, he now shares with us. And what happens is we become those who demonstrate what he's like in the world around about us. Let's just take a moment to pray. Father, we thank you that you Share your light with us. Lord, that you'll even shine your light through us, through the things that you give us to do. Lord, in these days, we look to you for the increase of your light, even as we experience the increase of your love. Lord, that you would take us into your purpose. Those who share your light have fellowship, with one another and walk as your representatives empowered by your Holy Spirit. Lord, help us, please, to be ready to ask that question. Lord, what would you have me to do? How can I shine that light this day? And Lord, let it not be that it's limited by what I design as a what I can and can't do, but Lord, that we're ready to do your bidding for your glory. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast by Lifeline Church. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. We are a relational church with a passion to demonstrate God's love to one another and our surrounding community in real and practical ways. We believe that God has called us to have an impact on our families, our communities and our nation. We'd love to connect further with you, so please do visit our website at lifelinechurch.co.uk, on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk or Twitter at lifelineuk.com.